With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Big Ticket, Variety and iHeart's movie podcast. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Today, I sit down with Aquafina. She's come a long way since her days gathering a following on YouTube. Now she's a leading contender to land an Oscar nomination for her work in The Farewell. Director and writer Lulu Wang's autobiographical dramedy about traveling to China to visit her grandmother, who has just been diagnosed with terminal cancer. One of my favorite parts of this episode, Aquafina showed up at the Variety Studios on her own. No entourage, no publicist, no manager, no agent, just Aquafina. So it was great. We got to talking right away. So stick around to hear what she has to say about being inspired by Margaret Cho, getting ready to star in a Marvel superhero movie, and how she deals with imposter syndrome. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey, everybody. This is Jake Brennan, host of Disgraceland and the 27 Club. I want to talk to you about another podcast that I produce called Blood on the Tracks, the Phil Spector story. Blood on the Tracks, the Phil Spector story, is a 10-episode look at the madness and genius of record producer Phil Spector. Phil Spector and the music he created shifted and shaped American culture. But behind his famous wall of sound, there was a darkness, violence, and an intense inferiority complex that those who knew him and worked with him were all too familiar with, and that led to the senseless murder of actress Lana Clarkson. With Phil's recent death in the news, Blood on the Tracks has become all the more relevant. Just like Phil Spector, this podcast sounds like nothing you've heard before because you can't push the needle into the red without leaving a little blood on the tracks. Listen to Blood on the Tracks, the Phil Spector story on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, let's go. So we're supposed to be sticking to the script. But we ain't. Because <laughs> that's just not what we do. It's your girl, Tim Bam, y'all. And it's AJ Hey, And we're giving a whole bunch of good, bad advice. And a lot of bad, great <laughs> advice. <laughs> we're trying to teach you how to say when, how, and how much, y'all. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Now, that doesn't always have to apply to your sex life, ladies. It can absolutely apply to your career. Unless your sex life is your career, then it's interchangeable. <laughs> We're talking about a whole lot of sex. I love the sex. Hey, and a bunch of money. We love the money. And relationships. Yeah, We're going to work on that. <laughs> so listen to our new show, We Talk Back, every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. Now here's Aquafina. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank Can I turn you. this toward me? Yes, please. Okay, great. You know how to do this. Yeah, it's great. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah? yeah. I love that you come on your own, which is pretty... <laughs> I'm telling you, like, in this town, 
That's oh, pretty man. impressive. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't pay people to come with me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good, it's good, yeah. How are things going? So you do the farewell, the movie just, it balloons. It's just this huge success. Do you remember the first day on set where you're thinking, this is going to be something big? Um, you know, I, I really, the only thing that I felt toward it was um, a, a very deep um, relatability to the character of Billy, mm -hmm. and 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 um, I was deeply also moved by the story. Oh, I man. think I think you, I, I remember thinking like you couldn't make something like this up. You know, <laughs> it was such a it was so um, the script in itself was, was amazing. So I so I knew that that where where I stood on it, and right. that, that I that I really felt something from it. But um, in terms of the response, like. And that's really all it is. It's not. It's not really thinking that. It's not really a hope. I mean, you always want anything you do to to be, you know, to live its best life. But right. I think at the end of the day, it's also like um, when other people feel a similar way about something that you do. I think that that's very powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, just, uh, you know that it, that it moves them. So little Nora's growing up in, in Queens. <laughs> yes. I am from Queens. No way. Yeah. Where? Howard Beach. Okay. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Where, in uh, Queen? I, yeah. Where in Queens are you? Uh, Forest Hills. Yeah. Um, I went to Townsend Harris. You went to Townsend. Okay. Smart, smart, little smart <laughs> pants over here. That's like, that was like, dude, Townsend Harris is like every Queens kid's dream. You know that, right? You went to LaGuardia. Yes. And that school, you know, I was supposed to audition six times. For what? for acting and I chickened wow. out each time. Six times? I would give them stories. I would call them saying, you know, I was supposed <laughs> to move and that's why I didn't audition. Can I audition now? Oh, wow. And I kept, and I just, the fear got to me and I didn't do it. That's, I mean, that's crazy, but I think that you, I think that was fine. Um, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you went to the fame school, you're growing up in Queens. What did you think you were going to be when you grew up? I really, I think a, a big source of like, my anxiety, which is probably one of the first things I ever remember feeling, <laughs> is um, is that I didn't know, you know, mm. that I really didn't know. I I never really thought I was, um, s you know, smart enough to be like an astronaut or whatever, you know, kids usually. But, you know, I didn't know. That mm -hmm. was that was a thing. I, I I you know, just I think I just wanted to be um, okay. Yeah. And when did com when did comedy when did you like that spark? You said you know what it's comedy. That's where I'm gonna make a life. Um, comedy, humor, all that, really young. I think if really the years following my mom's passing when mm -hmm. I was four, um, I, 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 I really like to make people laugh. It just was something I loved doing. I Were loved, you the class clown? I was always a class clown. I was, you know, at t like I would do, uh, like I was unembarrassable. I would do anything Me for too. a laugh. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So comedy comes along, obviously music too. You do, you know, you're, you're on the internet. Um, what would, did you think you'd be here in Hollywood, in LA, a movie star? No, 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 not, yeah. no, not at all. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think a lot of you know, and a lot of that ties into like what I was watching. I think you know, I was just talking about this. Like uh, pop culture plays such a role, and in, in especially the children right. of immigrants, how yep. we're raised. It, it's part of it's 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 part of what raises us here right. in this country. Um, and within that, you know, music, television, film, if you don't see a lot, you don't really know what's going on. What are the know? possibilities? What, are the pos what the possibilities are. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to entertain. I loved doing that, yeah. Well, who, did you look to, who did you look to? Do you remember seeing yourself for the first time in pop culture? 
I think the you know the first time um, was Margaret Cho seeing her er, one of her early stand-up specials mm-hmm. on Comedy Central. Um, <laughs> you know, and that really changed the scope of what seemed possible. I think at that mm. time I was I might have been like seven years old. Um, and then one of the first movies I ever watched, you know, like, you know, whatever was new at the movie theater was A League of Their Own had just come out and I was starting to rent movies. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember watching it so much. Like, I would just put the tape in, rewind it, just watch it. And then I'm realizing that, like, oh, it's not weird that women play baseball, which is, like, the premise of the entire movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Um, so let's let's get right to The Farewell. Yeah. What did you, you read the script. Mm-hmm. What went through your head right away? Um, I was deeply, deeply moved by it. I think um, it, I, I didn't, wasn't fully aware of, of, first of all, the custom, and then also wasn't fully aware of, like, the story's history, which was that Lulu had done a podcast, and I listened to the podcast after I watched the script, after I read the script, and I um, I just, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. I, and, and it seemed very, like, almost like an auspicious event, because, um it it's really centers around a, a relationship between a girl and her grandma, which I, I haven't seen a lot, especially mm-hmm. in scripts that given that I was given. And um, I thought that was that that was something. But, you know, in terms of playing the role, I knew there would be certain barriers involved. I didn't speak the language mm-hmm. growing up and I, you know, I was fairly new to the industry. So um, there there was that. But also uh, like a, a very knowing very, very surely that I knew Billy. Because mm-hmm. I can, I related so much to like what she was going through it's right. at different times in my life. That's that's really all that I knew when I read it. And what's amazing about it, you know, I know there's you know the question like why does it resonate so much? Why is it? It's a universal story. It is. I it mean, is. I was I like I told you I was talking to Lulu Wang and I told her I said neurotic Jewish families are just like Chinese oh, yeah. families. Yeah, it's, sure, it's the yeah. same thing. The secret and I read, I think it's the production notes where you talk about the first thing you learn as a child in a Chinese family is guilt. Oh, yeah. Hello, Judaism. <laughs> Hello, Jews in New York. Yeah. And I, and I think, like, going off of that as well, it's like, you don't realize how universal it is, but it really has to do, everyone has faces loss. If you, if you know, not everyone has a grandma that, you know, maybe they grow up with or whatever, but everyone goes through loss. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, so you get to China and you're filming this. Yeah. How wild was it? What was it like the first day? First day on set. Wow. The first the first day on set, I think the first scene we shot was um, when me and, and uh, Teacher Zhao were doing the, the outside, like, mm-hmm. hot. That, that, that yeah. Thing. That was the first thing we shot. And I remember, um, you know, feeling a little bit out of my element just because we, just, we were just starting with work. And, and I remember I was very nervous with everything leading up. And, and especially, like, I had just met um, Teacher Zhao. So when we started to... To and she and she had a limited um, knowledge of English and I I a limited knowledge of Chinese so I I thought to myself like during this first scene if I can make her laugh I think mm-hmm. that I think that you know let me let me just see if I can make her laugh mm-hmm. and I did and and I think from then it's like you could really see her warmth like it, she, it, she was receptive she was receptive to it right and um, yeah and, and I remember there there definitely being a chemistry there and, and us getting so close. Because when you're Asian American and you visit your family out there, a lot of the time you don't know how to communicate with them, and the only right. way that you can is just by being cheeky and you know, mm-hmm. you know yeah. Well, that's with my husband's family. He's from Mexico, so when I go to Mexico, yeah. obviously I'm not Mexican, uh, <laughs> but I go to Mexico and they don't speak English. I speak a little bit of Spanish, but how we interact is all through laughing. Yeah, and it's sure. making everyone laugh. 
It's yeah, it's it's the number one uh, icebreaker. It yeah, really is. That's good. So um, when you wrap the movie, what do you say to everyone? It was an emotional wrap. I think you know when you. I think when you know when you when you shoot something abroad, it's and, and you're with just the crew, and you know. You do feel like you do feel like a little family, so right. and, and that existed there. But then there was also like this other element with the farewell, and that we were a family. Like not only were we a family as like actors and a crew and Lulu, but we were Lulu's family too because Lulu's family was literally was there. And mm. and so if you ever had a question or anything, they were all they were there. <laughs> um, and then it was also in Changchun, which is like this place that I think we we all you know we all called home. But then it was also like where everything happened the real wedding banquet that we filmed, you know, all of that, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. It was, it was emotional. And when I watched The Farewell, when I watched it the first time, I cried so much purely just from a watcher standpoint, just mm-hmm. realizing the story, realizing, you know, it's so beautiful. Um, and then also, I, I, and then I, now I cry because I just miss China. I miss, I miss them. Yeah. Right now, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, Aquafina gets candid about going to therapy and how she copes with imposter syndrome. Lancaster, South Carolina is in the middle of not much. But growing up nearby, I knew it as the hometown of a black man named Jim Duncan, who became a Super Bowl hero. Duncan, up to the 15th, the 20th. Now, my new podcast, Return Man, I'll discover that his death still makes no sense at all. The story was that my brother went into the police station, took a gun off a police officer, and shot himself in the head. Most people don't believe that. For the past three years at the Rock Hill Herald, I've looked back at a story that's timelier than ever. Breaking news. Don't shoot! Have you got some time to talk? It involves race, the mental state of the person, and a town that was scared to death to say anything. Listen to Return Man on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you took away the date and time, could you imagine that happening today? Yes, you can. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. Here's more of Aquafina. So um, I was talking to Lulu about this because obviously everyone calls you by your birth name, Nora. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you, and I asked her, I said, did you guys ever think of using your birth name for, for the credits? Um, I think Lulu really wanted me to, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but at the, the end of the day, you know, I think for me personally, like, no, I didn't create Nora. You know, right. Aquafina is what I created. And so um, mm. w- with that, like, I think that, that that's, that's something that I'm, you know, I'm not willing really to let that go yet. Mm. Yeah. So where did, so what Lulu said to me was like, that was not Aquafina in the movie. I was nowhere in the Oh, way. well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that can be seen. But I think part of the the growth process with Aquafina is that I think that at first maybe she was related to a certain thing, but now I, I, it's like I'm. She's part of me, you know. Right. Yeah. So what do you? Th- so then the movie comes out, and all of a sudden you're on an Oscar prediction list. What does? Like, I'm uh, just looking at your face right now. Like, is that the most surreal thing? How do you even? How do you digest <laughs> that? You know. Yeah. Um, as I as I slink deeper, in, um, <laughs> I know. you know, I, I it's 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 really it's really really cool. It's mm-hmm. it's a cool thing. Um, I think you know at the end of the day, like that that that's really it's really awesome. Um, but I think, like I said, like 
it, I think it's it's the validation that it resonated. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that's that you know, and not just my performance, but like the movie. Right. And I I want to. I mean, I, I think that's 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 cool. Yeah. What kind of pressure did you feel this? Because we talk about this all the time. Marginalized communities. They make a movie about one marginalized community, and if it doesn't do well, mm-hmm. then all the studio people say, see, no one wants to see those movies. Sure. What kind of pressure was there for The Farewell to do well? I think, um, you know, I, I don't really, I, I think that what we were doing was was risky. What Lulu wanted to do is risky. A Chinese language film, a, a American film. Right. And, and so there's a lot, you know, there's so many things that's like, this is the first in so many different respects. Right. But also at the same time, um, that, there was a there was an element that's like we're out here making a movie, right? You know, I, I and and we, there was no prediction of like there was no talk like well you know maybe this will whatever we just wanted to tell it honestly and tell it as it was, and I think that the the question of representation is is constantly surrounding you know this obviously this genre but at, at the end of the day there there's different ways that I think when this came out it resonated with people than mm-hmm. I think than I think other movies you know and. Um, I think that'll always be a question. There, there always. I, I think there'll always be a sense of pressure right. when, when something that doesn't really exist that much, tries to exist. You right. know, but at the end of the day, um, Asian American cinema has always existed. Like it was a genre that like I literally grew up on. Mm. Some of my favorite movies are are like done by Asian American filmmakers. Chan is missing. Saving Face. Like I, I, I love the genre, but I don't think that ever in ever it it those movies got. This the, like kind of the stage that it has now, mm-hmm. um, so I think that's that's changing for sure. And things are definitely changing. Let's talk about Bo and Yang. Oh, Bo and Yang! I mean, yeah, my dude. Yeah. So you heard, you hear he's gonna be on SNL. How'd you find out? We were on set. To, we were shooting a scene. He got really? the call. Yeah, he got the call. And we were on set. And wow. I I I was trying so hard to hold it in because he didn't want to be embarrassed, but I just kept telling one more more and more people, and they just go like. <laughs> That's um, amazing. He's um, God. He's so funny, and he's just one of like the most genuine dudes I've ever met. And you know, he plays my cousin on the show. Yep. And um, yeah, such a cool thing. Tell us about the show. It's uh, it, it, it's called Nora. Aquafina is Nora from Queens. It's be on Comedy Central. <laughs> Everything we just talked about. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes, uh, more queefs probably. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Sorry. My foot squeaked. That, was not, that was not a question. <laughs> 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 no. Can you imagine? If I squeaked, I was like, sorry. Did your mic pick that up? Oh, my God. Dying right now. Dead. <laughs> and I'm, like, turning red. I'm having way too much fun. This is, a podcast should not be this fun. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then Little Mermaid. What? You're <laughs> singing fish. Oh, man. Um, we, we, that's, not, that's not really confirmed yet, but it um, would be very exciting if it happened. It's yeah. not confirmed yet? No. When did, oh, it gets so confusing when these things are confirmed. <laughs> uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, is that confirmed? Yeah. Okay, yeah. tell us, superhero movie, yeah. go. Oh man, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I got the news um, that, that, you know, that this, that this project was out there and, and um, they set me up with a meeting with, with Destin and really wasn't until I met Destin that I found out a little bit more about it and, and his vision for it and he's so incredible, like I'm such a fan of, of his work and, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, 
I, I just, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen soon. Are you, do you have to do superhero training? Um, not. I I'm not Shang Chi, so right. so that's well, uh, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let that, Simu. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna let Simu uh, deal deal with that stuff. But uh, um, yeah, we're we're starting to get some some things going, and and mm-hmm. I'm I'm just super excited. Yeah, I mean this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, when you were first watching TV, you saw Margaret Cho, and yeah. then maybe a little here, a little there. Lucy Liu, yeah. Now, MCU. I mean, that's pretty. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know, it's it's cool. It's yeah. So do do you think, you know, diversity and inclusivity, it's more than just talk in Hollywood right now? I think it definitely is. I think um it, it's almost, you know, there are things that are changing in our society. I think that, you know, and media and and representation have a lot to do with that. It's it's basically, you know, you're setting forth a mirror of like what being an American means today in 2019, and I think that without diversity and inclusivity, you don't have that picture mm-hmm. at all. It's, um, and I think that the more that we, we, we tell original stories, but we also have stories reflect like what our world looks like when we go out in the street, when we, when we're, when we're out. Like I think that's that's important, and um, I think the the worst fear in that in in the sense that di- diversity of 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 kind of just painting this image that you just you're just checking off boxes and, right. and kind of thing. Um, I think that the that the worst scenario of that is that it's a trend, and and you don't want people to be trends, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that, but I think in my in my experience so far is that people are are sensitive to that, and mm-hmm. and I think that we are progressing toward um, toward something good. I don't think we're 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 not like spiraling, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we're I think we're going towards somewhere good. So what does it feel like when? A little kid, boy or girl, comes up to you, you know, of Asian descent, mm-hmm. and says, "Thank you, I see me in you." It really means the world, and I and and you know, when I when I was young, and, and I think that I can say this for a lot of Asian American kids is that we're we are searching for idols. It's that's what we're doing, mm-hmm. and in, and you know, it's it's part of the reason why they called YouTube Asian Hollywood. You know, there there is an audience for for that, and I think what I do is like I just want there to be more. That's all, you know, and. Whether I'm I'm out there representing like Asian women or weird women or like whatever, <laughs> like I, I I want there to be someone who who says, well, if she could do it, I can do it. I really do, right. you know. Yeah. One thing um, when you were honored by uh, Variety, a power yeah. of uh, power of women, like you the talked about thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It had nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> but you talked about imposter syndrome. Yes. Yeah. Talk to me about that a little bit more. You know, I, I didn't know what I was feeling, and I started to feel it a little bit when I first got cast in, in Ocean's Eight because mm-hmm. it, 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 in the in the in the scope of my career, like it did, I didn't understand how that happened, and 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 I think with that comes like, oh my God, like what am I doing here? Like like like, will I live up to what mm-hmm. what they expect of me? Things like that. Um, and then I was talking to a, a with a friend who's a, who's a stand up comedian. And she was like, "You're describing imposter syndrome. Like, this is what I get all the time. It's it's a thing. Like, I, my therapist talks about it all the time. Like, this is a thing. Look it up." So I looked it up, and it is a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's a human response to things that it's a fear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, and I've come to accept like a degree of it. I think that I'll always have it. I'll I'll always have imposter syndrome. I'll always hate myself a little bit, um, maybe a little bit more every day. And, and so <laughs> and so you know. And but but. Um, I think a, a good amount of it is is good to keep you on the ground, yes. right? Because you don't want to like 
you know, just be like, I'm, I'm winning. <laughs> I'm um, perfect. Like, I am so perfect right now. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of it, um, when it when it deters you from creating and it deters you from literally, like, functioning, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's when it can be that. Yeah, for me, for me um, you know, I have a friend of mine. So, you know, I've been covering red carpets for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I was every carpet I go to, I get nervous. No one's going to talk to me. I'm not going to get something. What? But that's exactly it. So I have a friend. He's hilarious. Every time, like right before the Oscars or a big award show, yeah, he'll send me, he'll send me a text and you know no one's going to talk to you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's evil. It's so evil, but it makes me laugh and it it brings me down. And yeah, for sure. And there's a healthy. I think there's a. Yeah, because, yeah, there's a healthy amount. Yes. Because you also don't want to be like, everyone's going to talk to me, mm, and right. I'm going to be that. Yeah, for sure. You don't want to... But it, you're very approachable as thank well. Thank you. So it's, oh, thanks. Don't, yeah, and you do great. And so by the way, I wasn't fishing there. No, <laughs> I know. But go I on, know. go on. <laughs> yeah. um, Crazy Rich Asians, number two. Mm-hmm. When are we seeing it? When are you starting? Sorry. Yeah, she's drinking her iced coffee. Ice <laughs> I'll just eat the ice. Okay. People love eating ice during podcasts. I had that happen the other day, too. It's Go like ahead. the worst thing you can ever eat. <laughs> during a podcast. It's like, <laughs> I, you want a vanilla wafer? Um, yeah, it's, it's a mukbang. Really it's a all of a sudden. Cracker? Yeah. Um, I forgot. I forgot. The Crazy rotations. <laughs> Crazy rotations, yes. too. Yes. Um, that is happening. It's definitely happening. Um, I don't think we we've we have seen anything yet, but... Yeah, it's it's happening when and where I have no idea, but you know, I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah. And what was your first reaction when you heard about Adele Lim going public with you know the fact that she wasn't being paid the same as her male counterpart? Yeah, I mean, I, I when I first read it, I I did not know much about it. I still don't know much about mm-hmm. it aside from what was um, released. But you know, I'm I worked with not only did have I worked with on Crazy Rotation, but I'm working with her right now for. Raya and the Last Dragon, and yep. um, you know, I think that there was a there's a point that can be gathered from from that situation for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I think I you know, like John and and like like a lot of other people, we, we stand with her for sure. Right. Yeah. So what do you want to do? And right now, someone says to you, "Here's as much money as you want. Here's the project. Whatever you want to do, what would you do?" <laughs> it's a hard one. Um, well, I go to a therapist about my imposter syndrome. <laughs> oh, like oh, I thought you meant like a specific genre of a specific. Okay, no, no, no. Oh, no. okay. Whatever um, you would do, like what? you know, I think a part of me um, would want to live just in some, just like just get a little, get a little, get a little, little place. shack somewhere. <laughs> you know, live out live out my days. Um, but work wise, what would you want to do? Work-wise, um, I, I don't know. I, I think, man, I think um, I'm I'm, start, I'm figuring stuff that out. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think um, I'm I'm so used to just kind of being on a ride and and kind of just and it takes me where it goes. And right. if it doesn't, and, and and then you know if there's a season where there's nothing there, then there's then there's nothing there. And I think I'm, right right now I'm trying to learn um, what to do when, you, mm. when you're off, you know, like how to make the best of that time. Right. Um, I want to, I want to help people tell stories. Cause you know, one thing when I was, especially when I was writing the show and I was like casting a writer's room and, 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 and also just like meeting all of these different people through like a lot of like some of the work that I've done. There's a lot of stories out there. There's a lot of storytellers so out there. And, and 
when there's like the belief that well there just aren't enough out there they're there you know they're not where are they if you bring them to me they're out there they're you out know? there yeah and i think that if there's anything that we can do if we had platforms at all it would be would be to help people right. get theirs yeah and what's the one movie you could watch over and over again and you never get bored Wow, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Why is that? I you gotta love it. I, I gotta ask why. I, I mean, I know movie, why. I did a movie with Allison Janney and Ellen Barkin, who play best friends in that movie, mm-hmm. and they were sitting across from me at dinner, the two of them, <laughs> and I just remember just like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, I could watch that. I could watch I, a couple documentaries. Um, Catfish, the, the documentary Catfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What why about you? What do I watch? My husband and I we watch. Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> My husband got me sucked into it. White chicks. I just watched them the other day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My husband, oh. okay. My, okay, not just watch it. My husband sits there. I'll come home. He's on the couch watching it and he's mouthing the words. The lines? The lines. That's awesome. Aquafina, thank you so much. Thank this you is so, so much fun. Yeah, that was thank really you fun. for You're great. and thank you for arriving on your own. <laughs> I'm just like mind blown. That was Aquafina. Thanks for listening to the Big Ticket. I'm your host, Mark Malkin, and don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. And I hope everyone is having a happy holiday season. See you next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.